Final answer. <laughs> I'm going to ask that question a lot today because today we're doing who wants to be a millionaire. That's right. We're going to start off with that fun question because Ooh. that's what every one of these hosts asks. I remember everyone saying that when this came out. I remember. Is that your final answer? Is that your final answer? That's right. Today we're discussing who wants to be a millionaire. The amazing hit show. Uh, very basic, like taking the SATs, but for money. I more remember, <laughs> instead of every person saying it, I really remember teachers using it in school. And you answer a question, they thought it was hilarious to go, is that your final answer? <laughs> it sounds like you had some very horrible teachers, Kate. <laughs> Dorky ones, for oh, sure. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, it was a uh, phenomenon. You know, it's, it's a show that's yeah. still been on... It initially released on ABC with Regis Philbin as the host, and one of our episodes we watched is a classic with Regis, and we'll talk about it. And still going on today uh, with news that actually Jimmy Kimmel is going to be hosting a 20-year really? reunion special, yes, uh, and we'll see how successful that is and see how long maybe Jimmy Kimmel just becomes his new gig and he hosts Who Wants to Be a Millionaire for the next 20 years. I feel like he'll be great. Yeah, he's Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. He's just... Classy, mm -hmm. but also kind of like a schlub. <laughs> yeah, he's an every dude. Well, that that's why Regis is so great in this, right? He's he's like he's a guy you would see on the streets of New York. That's a pretty good Regis, Robert. <laughs> Thank you. It's it's Regis is. I mean, he's one of a kind. He really. We, we've talked about a lot of very uh, iconic game show hosts, but Regis to me is just like an iconic host. Mm -hmm. You know, he's this guy who, with his energy and his persona and his just getting super excited, it's just so, so funny. Reminds me of almost like a William Shatner meets Dick Vitale with a way more class and, and pizzazz, you know, like yeah. <laughs> Joe Pesci on his first take. Like, uh, <laughs> but like how big, like, like that's the question. I One that's of the questions I really wanted to know was how big Regis Philbin is. He's a tiny person, right? He must be tiny. Yeah, he can't be. But he big. also it's it's crazy how he can look so classy and like precise, but then he'll get those zingers in like right away that it's like you're you don't expect him to be so like Oh, so so chummy. sharp? Yeah. Well he's sharp. <laughs> yeah, it's sharp, but also a little like sarcastic or a little sardonic in there sometimes. Well, do you know of him? From this primarily, you, Kate, personally, I'm Robert, yes. by the way. Our host is Jake. I don't know if we even mentioned Oh, that. we didn't, but by this time, it's that? it's the seventh episode. Sure. You know, if People you, know. If you don't know by now, uh, listen to another episode, and you'll be able to figure out who we are, because okay. that's, of course, Jake I'm with Jake. Robert right. and Kate. From this episode on, <laughs> then I won't <laughs> acknowledge our names. No, you can acknowledge your names. I just was so excited to ask. That's the thing podcasters do. They say their name every episode just in case there's someone new being like. Okay, well, then I'll, <laughs> I'll take this moment. Hi, I'm Jake Marin, and, and <laughs> we're here today on Game Show Gurus with Robert and Kate discussing the lovely show 
the dynamic, <laughs> the <lovely>. beautiful show. <laughs> it, it really is all these things. Uh, who wants to be a millionaire? Sparkly. All right. Well, but so my pro- my thing is, do you know you don't you didn't watch the morning TV show that Regis and Kathy Lee, right? I mean, I've seen episodes of it, but I wasn't. Like, that's not how I knew. I knew him from Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, for sure. That's how I saw him. Because I feel like he was already, like, so parodied in, like, sketch, late night sketch comedies and things like, like, Regis was a... Oh, yeah. Was a a running joke, essentially, right? I I mean, a running joke in the sense that he's so successful that people start parodying him. Exactly. I wouldn't call Regis Philbin a running joke with how much success he's had. You know, like, uh, a running joke would be, like, Courtney Love. Like, oh, look at Courtney Love just screwing up again. That's a running joke. Regis Philbin is someone that you... He's a character that everyone can refer to as, like, that person. Yeah. Like, like, he th- is the exemplary person okay. of that type well, of Well, I think of him, like, in his uh, Seinfeld, when uh, his Seinfeld episode, when Kramer goes on Regis and Kathy Lee <laughs> yes. to promote his coffee <laughs> table. That's right. And that's almost like a parody of what... A lot of people know him. Because that show is so big. Yeah. Because that show is so successful. Like, I hadn't really ever watched an episode of Regis and Kathy Lee, but I knew exactly what the joke was in that episode of Seinfeld. And he was like, can you believe it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's a coffee table book that turns into a coffee table. Can he's you believe? So it? enthusiastic. It, <laughs> he's Regis Philbin. He is the personification of energy. And let's—I uh-huh. need to clarify something. He's five foot seven. He's five foot seven. Mm. I thought if you told me Regis Philbin was five foot one, I would have been like, that seems a little tall. <laughs> but I mean, this is five foot seven. Who knows huh. how? He's eighty-eight years old now. He might That's be shorter. What it says online. To like he's five seven with his special shoes well, on. So how maybe? old was he? He was in late, his late sixties. About twenty years ago, yeah. So sixty eight. So sixty eight. You you lose an inch or two by then. By then, I'm losing an inch or two by the by the year. Oh what? man, I, I I'm not changing my headshot. Uh, uh, you know, I'm gonna say I'm five nine till the day I die. Oh, I say yeah, I'm five ten. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Do yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, in all accounts, I'm like five foot nine and like three eighths. Hmm. Uh, but you ask me, I'm what five foot ten. That's with no uh, shoes. So I got shoes on most of the time. Most of the time. So I'm really right. five ten. Right. Anyway, we're getting off topic here. Cowboy boots. Let's get back to who wants to be a millionaire. I want to talk about the Regis episode first. I want to talk about this show because we have some, uh, some very interesting experiences. Robert, actually, uh, one of his first jobs was working <laughs> as a, what, what was the title? Would you call it? I don't know if there was a title per se. You were in charge of the people who were lifelines, though. Yes, I was. I as like a basically an intern. I think I made like minimum wage at the time, which you know. was four dollars at the time. Yes, <laughs> it may be eight dollars, but uh, yeah. So it was when the the host was what was her name? Meredith. Uh, Meredith Vieira. Yes, right? that, that's who you're talking about. Yes, right? yeah, Meredith yeah. Vieira was the host at the time, mm-hmm. and. Um, so it was pre-taped during the day. It wasn't like the Regis Philvin one that was live. Well, let me just clarify for the listeners right now. You know, ABC started the show and, and Regis was the host and Jimmy Kimmel was going to be bringing it back for ABC. But it's been in syndication, which means they could sell it wherever they want, different stations in different cities and different countries. And in syndication, the hosts have been Meredith, Cedric the Entertainer, Terry Crews, and then Chris Harrison, who... Oh, is the host of our second episode that we watched. Chris Harrison, mm-hmm. host of The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, mm-hmm. luckiest guy in the world. Yeah. So <laughs> I, to answer a lot of people's questions, like how do you, how do they just know the lifeline 
is going to answer the phone, right? Yeah, because like I'd be living my life or, or taking a shower or just sure anything could happen. Yeah. Someone else, two thousand and one, like a lot of people didn't have like call waiting. Or it was second. a home phone. Yeah, it was a home phone. So I was the intern. I was twenty, maybe. And I had to call the lifeline and keep them on the phone and talk to them and watch a monitor backstage. Let me ask you a question. And get ready to be at, at ready to connect this person. How many lifelines did each person have on hold? Was there just one and that's the person they're always using? Because when we watch the game, mm-hmm. a lot of it's like, well, which lifeline do I want to use? Oh, let's go with my buddy, Matt. <laughs> and it's like, is that the only person on hold? Do they add to the drama or do they have multiple people? I had, it was like a switchboard. It was like, you know, in any office, they'd have different lines where you had to, you could save people on hold. Yeah, switchboard, yeah. And it would, switchboard, thank you. That's what but, you said. You, you Did I say yeah, switchboard? Yeah, you said switchboard. You said switchboard. Huh. Good with job. You. You're, you're, you're the smart one I've here. never you're said like switchboard. You're like the ladies in, back when the phone numbers were just like, Riviera 29, you're like the lady with the cable, like yeah. plugging it into a different spot and yeah. that's on another side of the country yes yeah but i was a aspiring something back then so <laughs> so yes i would have as many as four or five people and i'd have to keep checking in on all Got of it. them and chatting with them Yeah, because when they when you need them you need them and i had to know which one they would call on oh yeah matt's number one yeah phil's number two Uncle Jesse's number three. It was well, way too much responsibility for my pay grade. I, but clearly you did well. Yeah. One episode. Yeah. yeah it was like a day, one day. Oh, it was a one day gig. Still, it's oh, an yeah. interesting day. Nice. I thought that was like your career for a while, Robert. Oh, God. <laughs> nope. I went to hip hop music immediately. Ah, go from yeah. one switchboard to another, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but. That's interesting uh, because let's go over who wants to be a millionaire real quick. Let's okay. go over just the rules and the basic setup. It's multiple choice questions and you have three lifelines. Now, in the first episode, the original who wants to be a millionaire, your three lifelines were ask the audience, which is awesome because the audience can either be smart or so dumb. Yeah. It, it's a total risk. Uh, <laughs> then you have 50-50, which is a great one because it just knocks out half the, the questions and yet might not help you at all. <laughs> and then the third one, Phone a friend, Robert's favorite, what he is a an expert in. But they changed that in the more recent version. I wonder if the Jimmy Kimmel version will do it too, where you have a plus one. You bring like a guest. It'd be like, Robert, if you brought Kate and she sat behind you waiting for you. Oh, so they had to be there in person. They were there in person. It's like it's like the original episode had like, oh, I brought my wife with me. She's with me for support. Right. Well, they always had someone... Literally them. lit behind them, yeah. like in the crowd, so but creepy. with a spotlight. Always <laughs> creepy, and they're always smiling because they're probably told to smile. So it's like you just like see the guy sweating with his goatee, trying to figure out the answer, and the wife's right behind him, just like smiling and nodding. It's an intense show. The first, the first version with Regis is it. it the music is more intense mm-hmm. than the second version. The second version kind of lightens it up, and the lighting is even lined up in the second version. Yeah. They have that jib shot come in, you know, swiping. The lights go up, they go down. I mean, it really adds to the excitement. I mean, I found myself getting into it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it was, uh, it, it's always cool. I, I love it when, like, I don't expect a show to get me. Like, it's like, oh, I, I know who wants to be a millionaire. I've seen it a thousand times. Yeah. Well, some of the elements I fe- I felt like that made it exciting were, A, it's it's one player, and he it's not timed. 
goals, right? So he, the player's encouraged to think through what they're doing. And you could tell if someone goes on the wrong track with their train of thought. And that's the fun of it. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's the, the entertaining part. Yeah. When they, especially when they second guess themselves and they start to just be like, oh, but I don't know because of this. You're like, oh shit, what are they going <laughs> to do? What if it was right the first time? Yeah. And at home, that, see the, the best games that we talked about this before, the games that you could play along with at home. And this oh, game yeah. is when you could absolutely play along with at home because not only play along, like, do you know, but like with them. Mm-hmm. Like somebody knows the right answer. Like, oh, come on. Yeah, that's it. Stop thinking about it. Like, well, uh-huh, <laughs> well, yes. I don't know if you noticed in the corner. I never did it at the time, but there was a, um, it was like an interactive. Yeah, I don't know play along. TV, TV. It was a website. Enhancing, I used to. It was enhancing TV. Enhan- enhanced TV. Enhanced TV. Was that this what the they first, called it? Well, but now like with American Idol, right? Or those, all those live like competition you shows. Vote, that kind of there's stuff. There's some sort of interaction, but. Is, was this like the first of its kind to do that? I believe so, just because this is the first where the internet was so popular and a game show was popular enough to be, be on in, it, be online. Be on it, because it's not, it's not like the price is right where you can't play the price is right along with them. You're guessing or numbers, Jeopardy. getting prices. Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could like work. have a print off of the board and play at home Jeopardy, but like. So the future of, of game shows and the way like, you know, I'm very interested in where game shows are going. A lot of them are looking for that kind of avenue. You know, it's like um, uh, HQ, like uh, yeah, people going online mm-hmm. doing trivia. It's, people, I remember HQ. People don't want to just watch game shows. They want to be involved in some way. So I feel like this is a precursor because you could go on and play. And I would always go play the game. Like like <laughs> at seventh, seventh grade or eighth grade, I was like a TA in one class. And I would just go play. <laughs> Who loves to be a millionaire yeah. game? Oh, really? Yeah, it's yeah. fun. ABC. ABC.com. I watched it on television live with my parents. Yeah, me too. We were just talking about that because when we watched the episode, the when the music came on, Robert started laughing and was like, "Oh man, that synthesizer!" And I was like, "That is iconic." If I heard that in the other room, I knew it was on. Yeah, you knew it was. Who wants to be millionaire? Like, oh, the. The ads are over. It's time to. But you're, you, watch I'm used TV. to like an orchestra or like the music being somewhat polished. That was like straight out of Guitar Center. <laughs> turn <laughs> the keyboard <laughs> on, patch. That's the first one that comes but up. But it added to it. It made it unique. It made you know exactly what this game show was, and it. I don't know about a revolution in game shows, but it. it no, but it really had its moment in yeah. the zeitgeist. It was something that was parodied. You know, SNL. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um. It was just, it was parodied. Everybody knew it. Everybody knew it was like your final answer. It, it's uh-huh. it's something that... Iconic. Iconic that in our day and age, it's harder to capture because that was when like ABC, like, you know, ABC, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, whenever it's on TV, that's on TV. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's even before, like TV was around and stuff, but it wasn't, yeah. wasn't what it is now. It, you didn't have phones. You didn't even, you couldn't really watch TV on your computer yet. Uh, and the internet was really slow, so there wasn't really the the worry like there is at trivia nowadays. Yes, that's why that it's, it's better. People could like look it up and find out. It's like you can imagine maybe someone be- having their encyclopedia and looking something up, but like definitely not the quick speed of a Google search. Yeah, there was no Siri to just do it right away. It's, well, they it's... had like eighteen seconds. On the, yeah. Oh, yeah. To, to look it up on the the call. It's. Thirty seconds for the person to read the question and for them to answer. So it's like no time. That's at all. nothing. But it, yes, but but then I like how they updated it 
to be a plus one because there's no way a plus one could use a phone or, or yeah. cheat. So I, mm-hmm. I do like how that that's evolved with time to meet the new technological cheating uh, <laughs> that true. could come with it. Also, something I think that really stood it apart, which you kind of touched on already, was the tone that was set with the show. Yeah. With like the intensity, the like chrome and blue and dark look of everything. All the graphics were very like business. It was it was all it's all business, you know? Mm-hmm. Um as Almost. opposed to like the price is right where everything is bright and colorful and shiny. Or we love fortune. Yeah, yeah we yeah, love yeah. fortune. It's more like a hunger game. Let's make a deal. Situation. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like all or nothing. Like what the lights when they pan into the center console, it's like these are the last two people in the world yeah. right Cause, now. Because people could lose real money. That's the thing about yeah. who wants to be a millionaire. Other game shows, you know, a lot of them nowadays too, it's like a $10,000 prize, which is like exciting and you root for people. But the chance to win a million dollars, the chance to, in, in the episodes we watched, there are a couple of people that could have gone for $250,000. But if they got the question wrong, they would have lost like 90000 They would have gone back down to 25000 That's mm-hmm. all they would keep. I do like in Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, you could reach certain levels and then you're guaranteed a certain amount of money. Yeah. Yeah. It was just such a well thought out, fun and like basic game. You know, it was just, just trivia. Here are the different levels you could get. And, you know, as they get closer, the questions get harder. You just, you know how easy it is for someone to get it wrong. I, we, the second episode we watched, and we'll, we'll come back in a sec. We'll talk the rest about the first episode we liked, mm-hmm. get to the second episode. But there was a contestant, I bring this up, because he had such an easy question that I thought. <laughs> so what is Domino's? What is the number one pizza day of the year, delivery-wise? And, like, to me, it's obvious. It's Super Bowl Sunday. So this guy, he had no clue, so he asked the audience, and the audience said, Super Bowl Sunday, 90%. The answer was New Year's Eve. So it's... Really? And isn't that shocking? New Year's Eve is the number one pizza day of the year. Right. So, like, just that. But how if you trust the audience? It's like common sense could not be... But also, that's an example of the audience not being right. Yeah. Because it's not always common sense or what you think is the most clear of the time, too. But then in the first episode we watched with Regis, they... They kept saying, oh, yeah, the audience is always right. The audience, you got to go with the audience. The audience is always right. And I was thinking, uh, no, you don't. <laughs> that was early on in the years of the show, though. You know, they, yeah, were, yeah. they didn't get all the bugs out yet. They hadn't had people. They trusted people. <laughs> they trusted much. their audience. The questions up until a thousand are like laughably easy. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and then it just changes on a dime. What shape oh. is a circle? A circle, B rec. It's like it's very basic <laughs> questions, but but once you get to a thousand bucks, yeah, they become real, and they are like once you get to twenty five grand. I mean, that's that's you guys know how much twenty five grand would help either one of us. Like oh my, <laughs> it would be pivotal. It would pivotal. So it would change well. lives. Like, but then fifty. But then how much? Then you have a chance at 125. Well, then you have a chance at 250. It's crazy how it just jumps so much. But with the excitement of seeing how they unravel as the stakes get higher and their options are, get limited, their lifelines are, yeah. are gone, and they not, they're not so sure about the, what the audience thinks. How can these questions are hard once you get up there? This guy, he was <laughs> asked the question um, about this one painting of Mickey Mouse fishing. It's like yeah. how, you know, the, this is not a modern, this is not like a piece of art that people have seen, like the kiss or no, like no. It's a Mona very Lisa or anything. It's just a specific Mickey Mouse painting. Uh-huh. 
and he was asked which of the five main four main characters other than Mickey Mouse in all of Mickey lore was the other person in the painting and it's like I we both thought it was Minnie we both were like, oh, yeah, I've seen Minnie fishing with Mickey. We both thought Mickey. it was Minnie. The Lifeline thought the it was Minnie. The Lifeline Minnie. thought and it was, was Donald Minnie. Duck, yes. Yeah, but he was smart because he was like, you know, I have my wife behind me being like, we've got $90,000. <laughs> Don't throw it away. Yeah, yeah they were at and 125. If they got it wrong, it. they would have come back down. To, it, ugh, ugh. Well, that was Paul Fisher, and he is a bit of a Jake Marin type who does trivia. Oh, the, hey, he was a, guy. He's a trivia the guy. The trivia guy, that's right. <laughs> he did it online. Oh, no, he did it live for no money. That uh, yeah. was it. Yeah. That's a, that's a great decision right there. I want to also bring up that the the biggest thing, I think, that, that gets you excited in the game show is the name. I think we can agree on that. The name is, it needs to tell you exactly what the game show is. Something like Wheel of Fortune. Super easy. You know right. what it is. Uh, wait, wait, so, so say, ask, say, say the title. Who wants to I be? do. Yes. But seriously. <laughs> I, but, do. I do. I do. But, Who wants to be a millionaire? <laughs> Honestly, but look at the, like, like other, other names, you know, deal or no deal is another good name that mm-hmm. I like. Cause it's, it's simple. It just tells you what it is. You're going to make a deal. Or you're not going to make a deal. Yeah. But who wants to be a millionaire? It not only tells you what the game is, it gets you excited. It's like, I, I want to be. Yeah. Who is it? Who, Who is gets it? to? And, Maybe. Uh, Perhaps. I'm glad they're bringing it back because Jimmy Kimmel is going to be a great host. But let's talk about Regis just a little more. We've, okay. we've, we've talked okay. about him. So Regis has been around for what seems like 300 years. Uh, <laughs> he, he is. He's, and he, he has not aged. He has not aged at all. He's founded this country and he's still living. Uh, Thriving. He seems, he honestly though seems like a guy who'd be so fun in real life to meet. Yeah. He doesn't like some guys, you know, high energy, whatever you might think. Oh, in real life, they might be like fake. Regis to me, and I'll never forget like Don Rickles. When he was alive, they were good friends, but he would always bust Regis's balls. Just like talk about that little pest. I don't want him around me. And Regis is just dying laughing over here. <laughs> just loves it. He seems like a consummate host. Like like you would want to go to dinner at his house because he would be such a good host. Yeah, he's up of there like with... a party, you know? Yes. Like I I would love to go to a party, a Regis Philbin party, because I would know that like it's going to be really nice and fun, and he's just like going to take care of all of well us. Well lit. Yeah, so, so well lit. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of bright smiles. I mean, he was called uh, the hardest working man in show business. A lot of people compare, uh, and, and I don't at all, but oh. Ryan Seacrest. Yeah. I mean, like just in terms of like a guy who does everything, who's yeah. always around, who's always on, who's parodied, who everybody knows who he is. Uh huh. In that sense, not personality about personality wise, too, like an eager young mm-hmm. gentleman kind of type. That's kind of a similar type. Just so you know, when I looked up like his him on Wikipedia just to get like what you know the the breakdown on mm-hmm. Regis, uh-huh. get the breakdown. Uh, his trademarks include his excited manner, his New York accent, his wit, and his irreverent ad libs. Which is exactly <laughs> yeah. the best yeah. description. Like that's exactly that's, who Regis was. Well, so he's not leading them on, but he's just sort of almost like the the friend that you complain to, but you know they know you, you don't really want response from them. That you, you just want to vent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He has answers like that that don't really like push you in any direction. But like, oh yeah, could be. That's what I would have thought. Yeah, Notre Dame. Let's oh. talk about Notre Dame. <laughs> I went to Notre Dame. Yeah. Oh my gosh, constantly talking about Notre Dame. But it's it's. I get it. It came up in ways that it was just like 
It was a natural, like he's having a conversation. And the minute I was like, this is too much. He made a little joke and got it back on track. And I was like, yeah, I was like, okay, this guy knows exactly what he's doing. That was good. There was a moment where the guy was like, I'm sorry that the other night I made fun of the fighting Irishman. And he was like, well, too little, too late, (laughs) actually. It was great. That was our our buddy Greg, who was the first contestant, who was very, very confident about his lifelines being a bunch of professors, this one guy who's... Who's a you know anesthesiologist and all this and he's bragging about it and did not come through. Did not come through. Did not. No. Nope. No. The contestants. It's it's interesting. Uh, who wants to be a millionaire? Because I mean, it's just like you think you'd be calm and then you're there and you're in the middle of the stage and the heat's on, the pressure's on, the money's there. And I can see how people get off. Uh, I just want to. Finish I would our... say the dumbest things. If I were in that kind of a pressured situation, I, believe it. Yeah. I would say the dumbest things. Without so. I, I totally get it. <laughs> uh, I mean, I get it. it and it's like, uh, it's interesting that this was such a big hit because Regis actually was a game show host before he was a talk show host. Two big failures. Huh. He was a yeah, game show host for this show, The Neighbors, which was like less than a year long. What's well, the premise on would that? They, would Are they, they just neighbors? It had Fighting two, neighbors? No, it had two female contestants guessing which of her three women neighbors said gossipy things about her? Oh, God. <laughs> and then that wasn't a success. Wow. And then he Yikes, was uh, that's pretty sexist. He was a field reporter for ABC's Almost Anything Goes, an American adaption of the British game show It's a Knockout. What uh, is Almost Anything Goes? What's I, that I premise? Eh, some British game show, and we can look into it and talk about it in the future. But Almost it's... Anything Goes. But yeah, then Regis was done with game shows for a On while. On TV. And then he, uh, bam. Was it all daytime? I mean. Because this is prime time. This is prime time. This yeah. is like prime time. Prime. That's what I'm saying. This was prime time appointment television. Yeah. Back when big. that existed. So. Yeah. We were just watching an interview, a Joe Rogan experience interview, where Robert Downey Jr. was talking about those jobs that you just feel like I was meant to be here and you could call it destiny or you can look back on it later and be like oh all these things led to me doing this thing I feel like who wants to be a millionaire was Regis's destiny oh yeah you know like that's the sh- those other shows <laughs> I, good try that. but who wa- he was destined to host who wants to be a millionaire well that, for sure that segues mm. into our second host Mr. Chris Harrison uh <laughs> The host, his his big break, of course, was being the host of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, which will run for the next 40 years, I'm <laughs> sure. Uh, but he's doing it now, syndication. And, you know, like we said earlier, they've had you know, Cedric the Entertainer. Uh, they've had Terry Crews, who, you know. Just a ball of energy. Uh, and a ball of energy. Who would have he's been so delighted. But Chris Harrison was fine. It like, was. I, I he's was fine. I don't want to be mean, like, because he's he's you know he's got some back and forth of this, but he just yeah. and he's also from Dallas. He's uh he grew up in my suburb. He went to Lake Islands. Huh. I went to Pierce, and those are oh. in the same school district. So let me just say, I got I got respect for Chris Harrison working hard and making it from Dallas to to the top of who wants to be a millionaire he's, the small town of, of dallas beige <sighs> so though right like he's just a little bit no he's very beige but boring, like boring he khaki he, he seems like everything i would he's think khaki. of for like a host of a reality tv show like like a host of like a dating show like he that's what he seems like to me yeah and that's what he is that's what he's best known for like the bachelor like hi ladies how are you 
Like, you know, like he's a, he's a good <laughs> yeah. looking guy. That's what he's not like built for the high stakes. No, he doesn't have, yeah. he doesn't seem to have like a bunch of energy. He doesn't get excited. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. That's why it doesn't work. He's got charm. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. He's got charm. He's good looking. I've said nice twice smile. now. Yeah, he can deliver Let's a sentence. Let's keep talking about how good looking you oh. think he is, Chris Harrison James. is so good looking. I'm so jealous. Oh, man. Nah. And it was it, it was a, <laughs> it was up to a hundred million dollars by the time this is season Woo! seventeen. It, it, it is crazy. It's it's like so many. Uh, hopefully, it's gonna. Who wants to be a billionaire? Pretty soon. Oh man, I do. I want to be a billionaire. Do you really though want to be a, like like think about absolutely? It. I would do so many good yes. things for the world. Okay, but like that's that's <laughs> that's what everybody says. I don't. No, I freaking would. What would you do? You wouldn't do have to do anything else. What would you do? I give you a billion dollars. What would you do tomorrow? We have broke perspective. I mean, so we, I think we've that, been thinking about this stuff. Yeah, I think that first off, right now, the all the stuff going on in Australia, I would want to help with. Okay, but what would you do? Fuck, I would pay. I would pay to fly firefighters there, or I don't know what. No, I don't know whatever uh, that's, needs to be that's done. That's pretty yeah. good. I would Ship hire some someone. Out. I would hire someone who has a history of doing the right thing. Like with charity work or with you whatever, would give them the money and have them put my money to good use. Like okay. someone who legit has a great resume of all of the best. Like you'd Bezos it. That's what he is. Did. That what he does? Well, he just gave like some money away to Australia. To, like, <laughs> oh yeah, let me help you. Band aid, money. Okay, also but, I right, would. So that's Australia right now. But like, what else? I would definitely get a Volkswagen bus. That's that's something I would get for myself. All right, so this is exactly my point. And, 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 and I would do all sorts of other things, but I can't think of it because guess what? I don't have a billion dollars. I would make a smart choice. This is the same problem with asking someone what three wishes they would want granted by a genie. No, because you know you've got to have the opportunity. To really think it over and mm. pick the right thing. Well, you know what? Um, or you could be upset about what you We're going to stick on this. Who wants to be a millionaire? High stakes. And I'm going to have you both think of your three wishes. I'm going to get my three wishes first. That's right. We're going to end today's episode with a, a high stakes question. And I'm going to ask if it's your final answer afterwards. Uh, what three questions or what three wishes would you wish for? Now, you got to be careful. This genie's tricky, and I'll tell you what my three wishes would be, okay? Okay. Wish number one. I wish that I could simply have Jerry Jones's fortune and own everything he owns. You see, you you can't just ask for like a billion dollars because that billion dollars could come from somebody. Like what if your billion dollars came from like police retirement fund, their pension plan? Mm-hmm. Like I'm just saying, genies are tricky. All right, so I'd take from Jerry Jones. You know, <laughs> I respect him. He's done. I don't really respect him, but I kind of respect him. You know, he's a he's a businessman. <laughs> you respect his amount of money. I respect the amount of money. I respect <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys. So yeah, I respect Jerry Jones. Sure, and I respect his facelift. <laughs> Do you? No, just like, I don't. Just a lot like of it sounds like there's around. no respect for that. No, and I don't respect Joe Biden's facelift either. But that's neither here nor there. I'm not oh. trying to get political here. Hot take. Hot take. <laughs> uh, but that'd be my first wish. Wish number two. Um, <laughs> I would wish for perfect health. Ooh. Okay. Perfect health. I don't know. Uh, perfect. perfect health. I want to be perfectly I don't know healthy. About perfect. Well, I do. 
Okay. Look, again, the genie could twist it and I could be completely yeah. wrong and he could just destroy me. Like, perfect health might be like, oh, you want to be perfectly healthy? You're dead. Now. You're dead. That's you, what perfect health you're is. Being, Dying before you get older. Yeah. Being be. an amoeba never gets Okay, sick. so that could be a bad one. I could be gone on that one. But, yeah. Yeah. but you know what? I'm going to risk it. And number three, mm-hmm. I'm going to wish that my family and friends oh. Oh. <laughs> have a happy, healthy life. Oh, the yearbook good, huh? wish. Pretty good. And then everyone Hags. else dies. Look, I'll have money. I'll be able to do <laughs> whatever I want. Everyone else dies young. Yeah, I mean, I don't want everyone else to die young, but like again, to but that would be own. the re- the genie repercussion. It could be. They could all be. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, it's tough. All right, we're gonna move on to who wants to go next, Robert or Kate? Robert. And that is my final answer. Okay. Nice. <laughs> That's good. I like your. I like your answer. It's a good answer. Um. Okay. So I would tally up. How many tasty cakes I think I'd need to to eat for the rest of my life? Tally those up. What's that? Probably like three thousand. I don't know, but it's three thousand ba- tasty cakes. It's a bad, Deliver them. It's a genie. bad one. I'm, no, I'm telling you, it's bad. I'm where going, would you keep those? Where would you they keep would go them? bad They'd before keep. you ate them all? No, you, they, you, no, they would not go. You're bad. not wishing for the money to have a storage expire. place. This you is could just ridiculous. Have, you could have infinite money to buy as many cakes as you want. You're the person who makes those stupid wishes and okay, they you know, waste all be, their wishes we're, and we're everybody being, gets we're mad being judgmental. We're being judgmental, Kate. I think, <laughs> I think, no, you can't. That's one. Go number two, okay. Robert. You're yeah, number two. Too bad. We're you lost up. that wish. You wasted I'm, one. I'm sorry, folks. We got angry here. We're going we're gonna to breathe. <laughs> Robert, sorry. Gosh. I didn't mean to you jump all over you. You could wish to be the CEO of Tasty Cakes and have whatever Tasty Cakes you want and the money for But it. then you'd have to be the CEO of Tasty Cakes and do yeah, all the job. I don't want a job. Like a real job like that. True. All right, Robert, number two. What would it be? Tasty Cakes, boy. I would um I would like for my hearing to never degrade. Okay, so again, I ask for perfect health. All you ask, and that would be hearing included. Just hearing. All right, you yeah, just want I'm, hearing. I'm not trying to live just forever. Just focused on the hearing. All right, so Robert has glasses, folks, and he's not asking <laughs> he for perfect ask eyes. For perfect like, well, I'm <laughs> I'm used to being blind. I get it, but you don't have to be. Is what but, I'm but also, like, if if there's an apocalypse and you break your glasses, yeah. you're shit out of luck, dude. Yeah. Or like that uh that Twilight <laughs> Zone that episode. Wood. You ever see that Twilight Zone episode <laughs> yeah. where the guy just wants to be alone reading and he gets a dystopian future he's all alone after a nuclear bomb he's so happy he has all the time to read and his glasses break that's me every morning <laughs> with looking for my glasses okay so be like oh so robert's gonna be able to hear he's yeah. got tasty cakes what's uh-huh. your third one okay. thomas uh, j needs his glasses. <laughs> yeah, need my glasses um world peace <laughs> The so, classic <laughs> third wish for someone else move. That's my throwaway. World peace. Robert. So I'd wish to let the genie be free. In this scenario, he doesn't help Kate at all. No, nothing for no, Kate. No, all he does is, is no get a bunch of cakes Kate. so Kate could put on weight if she wants to because there's going to be a million cakes around. Oh, that's right. And I would. He didn't even ask. So much weight. But he didn't it's even really ask. Another way for that wish to backfire on him is how mm-hmm. fat we'd get. Well, the problem is he didn't even ask for enough cakes for you. He asked for enough cakes for his life. These are my cakes. These are his cakes. But so, he knows that. Like, no, no, trust me. I get that. <laughs> I'm in love. I understand what that means. <laughs> Sharing is caring, guys. <laughs> it's 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 just what it is. <laughs> All right, Kate. Okay. And and Robert, is that your final answer? Yes. Wonderful. Uh, you lose. But let's move on to Kate here. <laughs> okay, I'm ready for all of the criticism of these because I'm just gonna cool pull them out of my ass. I don't know. Uh, pull them out of your. Heart. I would wish to Thank have you, the ability to teleport. 
Oh, I didn't even think about superpowers. Mm. And then my second wish. Tell, all right, tell, first off, teleporting is amazing. That's a great one. That's the best one of all. I, I want to. I don't want to fly. I don't want to fly ever thing, again on an airplane. Thing, I don't want to like, be in a car here in just LA. Just teleport. I just want to teleport. All right, Kate, you win. Okay. Keep going though. We and got two more. I w- God, that's good. Don't mess I would it up. wish for good health. For yeah, just just good health. Just like. Perpetual I, good health. Got it. I wanted great health. You want just good health. Yes. Okay. Because uh, you said perfect. I did. And I really, <laughs> I have a problem. I don't believe the word perfect is, like, I don't believe in perfect anything. Perfect is a mindset. I, some of the stuff I like <laughs> is the most imperfect. Like, my, some of my favorite things are things that are imperfect and, like. Makes sense. You know, I think that's the the thrive that's like how you thrive is to enjoy the imperfect okay. things so so, so good you're health seeking perfection you're never gonna be happy exactly Got so it. i think good health is a great choice because that also negates the opportunity for the teleportation to degrade my health oh that's a good point wow let's just so say that's let's, a, du- a dual wish together to be awesome let's agree kate that you and i are both just right about like health having health Exactly. Yeah. Not having to worry about health. Health, yeah. Your, and number three. Health. What is number three for you? So, classically, the third wish is for someone else. Yeah, but you don't have to. But I don't Someone want else to, didn't Robert want to do anything didn't for do you. that, mm-hmm. so I get to choose. And I would say to make enough money to be living comfortably the rest of my life. What is comfortably, though? See, that's where the genie gets you. The genie's going to be like, ooh, comfortably? Guess what? You got enough for a shotgun shack with a couch. <laughs> Hope you're comfortable. You'll be comfortable. To have enough money that I don't need to worry about money the rest of my life. That's I, a- I know. To, to do well enough in whatever career I choose that I don't have to worry about money. Okay. Because then it's more about a thing being as opposed to just yes. And if I don't worry about money, it means that it's not gone or it's not like Got it. So if I went there's back, there's not moments where I'm where I'm completely losing all my money. If the rest of my life I'm successful enough in the career I choose that I don't have to worry about money at all. Okay. Um. It'd be you know what I think a good wish for me would be like to be like I wish I could emulate. Pat Sajak's career. Ooh. You know that like then you're gonna have all the money, then you have like thirty years of hosting a game show. That and or, it could or, be bad. <laughs> it could end up very bad. I could be miserable. Hosting. You could be like pigeonholed or, or something. Or it would be like King of Comedy, where you just do it in your apartment alone with cardboard <laughs> cutouts around you, like De Niro. Oh, that's how you emulate him. Wow. <laughs> no one actually has seen any of it. It's like oh, just put the lamp. Just don't rub the lamp, everybody. Yeah, if you, if you find it, or it's the Truman Show, and you're emulating the life of Pat Sajak in front of a whole alien race or something, and you're trapped. That's right, folks. That's where we ended today. Uh, we started. <laughs> we started asking the question: Is that your final answer? Because today we discussed the great game show and really just reality experience that is. Who wants to be a millionaire? Uh, so thank you for listening. For Robert, for Kate, I am Jake Marin, the game show guru. And thank you for being here with us and have a great day.